Hello everyone, welcome to Video Game Fury. We are here with another episode on Monday, October 17, 2022. We're here for all the greatest in gaming news, reviews, and chats. Let's dive right in to the news. Layoffs are never a fun thing to talk about in the news here. It's something you hear pretty commonly as companies go downsize or just shut down completely because things just didn't work out in the end. And as, as someone who obviously speaks from this experience, I had experienced a, a layoff many years ago myself. And you have to go through the feelings of what just happened, the shock of now all of a sudden just not having a job anymore, to eventually having to get yourself back out there and looking for a job again to hopefully to afford to pay the bills. And if you're wondering why I'm talking about this here is in the gaming front, we had an unfortunate shutdown. But if we're being honest, the writing was probably on the wall about this company for a little while now. It just took it was just only a matter of time. And what I'm talking about, of course, is G4 TV over the weekend. The CEO of Comcast had put it out finally that they had shut down G4 TV after only not even being a year out from its relaunch. G4TV is officially dead. And I say writing on the wall, not even even before the 20 folks that got uh, let go a month ago there, but you could kind of see the traction of this uh, over time since its original relaunch. And let me just kind of quote the story. This is I'm reading from a Kotaku article uh, written by Luke Plunkett here. So basically it says, a month after suffering a number of key layoffs and departures, the ill-fated attempt to reboot the 2000s gaming channel G4TV is over with its owners announcing they will be shutting the network down. As Deadline reports, an email was sent to remaining staff today by David Scott, the CEO of parent company Spectator, which is a division of Comcast. In the memo, Scott explained that the company's investment and efforts to revive the network just didn't gain traction. Deadline also says a few dozen employees and contract workers are affected by the shutdown. That was all that was left at the network after a round of major layoffs that took place last month. And there's even a quote in this article that they put in here, too, from Deadline, saying the time and severity of the cuts took staff by surprise, with talent showing up on set today ready to film, only that programming canceled as HR reps met individual employees. While it's not clear what the extent of layoffs will be, one source said those affected were told they receive anywhere between 16 weeks and six months of severance based on their tenure with Comcast G4's parent company. Despite assurances of the subsequent broadcast that there were no plans to scale back the channel's programming, X-Play host Indiana Froskurin Black and Attack of the Show co-host Kevin Pereira also left shortly afterwards. And then they have a quote from Pereira. And in Pereira's case, this had nothing to do with so much with layoffs. He had always planned to uh, leave here just to kind of, I guess, get the show off the ground running. He said, this has been motion for a long while. I know there's been some wacky events and either laid up on months and months and months back to time. This was sort of decided. The show is going dark for two weeks and coming back. I won't be here. Sorry. And there's a full email that uh, the CEO uh, had written out here. I'm not going to read that verbatim, but you can go check that out in Kotaku there. But it became a story that Wario64 on Twitter had picked up and posted. And there was even an update on here uh, from the Washington Post in this article saying that the termination was so sudden that former G4 employees who requested anonymity due to the signing of NDAs told the Post that staff were locked out of internal communication services like Slack and Google Drive without immediate explanation. This is how sudden this was, too. Like, if you go check out the tweet that Wario64 put out where he shows the letter uh, that 
the CEO, Dave Scott, had put out, noticing, notifying folks that G4 is being shut down. It was tweet after right after that from one of the hosts of, uh, of X-Play, uh, the Gerard the Completionist, where he basically says, hey, this tweet is how I found out I lost my job. How neat. Very sarcastically, obviously, <laughs> as he says that. So this is there, there's a lot that can be said about this um, this ordeal here. I know because I was perusing Twitter a lot as soon as this news got announced last night that a lot of people were attributing to the big rant that Frost had given out early in the year where she basically went straight up to it and attacked kind of the, I guess you call the haters or the trolls in the chat that I guess that was, were talking during the show there. There's a, there, was, there was a big long rant that's out there. Uh, I'm sure you could find anywhere on YouTube. Uh, a lot of people were attributing that to kind of the fall of where G4 is going. I'd say it's probably as, as much as it's controversial, I'd say it's probably more minor into the fall G4 than anything else. Um, it definitely didn't help probably some of their causes, but I would not say it was the defining factor for what led to G4 TV's fall. Where I, where I stand with this really at the end of the day as to what happened to G4 is that, and again, trying to be sensitive because it's never, again, never fun that people's jobs are gone. I wish all the best for everyone there who worked hard. And, you know, I'm sure there were very, very good, hardworking, creative people uh, working there trying to produce the best content as possible for the network there. But the reality is, at the end of the day, this was just never needed. What we have to remember, for those who remember the original G4, the original G4, and I have to uh, track this down here to make sure that it was done correctly. I believe it started in 2004. Please obviously correct me in the comments uh, if you want to send those over there. 2004 to probably say about 2012 is when the original G4 came down there. We have to remember at that time, especially when it first came out in early mid-2000s, there was no YouTube. Or at least there was a YouTube off the ground there, but was nowhere near the insane popularity that it is today and there was no there was no streaming services there was no twitch at that time twitch was literally only getting off the ground actually pretty much around the time that g4 had left originally uh twitch became more prominent in 2013 especially when especially when amazon purchased them so yeah it made sense why g4 was successful at the time because at that time we did not have like the insane amount of shows and creators and streamers and content producers that all wanted the piece of the gaming pie to be able to talk about games, to review them, to talk about news and so on and so forth. Uh, G4 filled a huge gap uh, to legitimize uh, gaming media and the industry as a whole, amongst other uh, services that we're trying to uh, get its leg up to. Uh, G4 filled a big gap at the time and having really popular personalities like Adam Slissler, like Morgan Webb, like Kevin Herrera, like we just mentioned, um, really helped get them off the ground running and get them flying for the longest time up until their eventual uh, shutdown once they uh, merged to become the Esquire network. And so nostalgia obviously always brings people back and say, man, I wish I would love I, if G4 was only around today. Uh, and, and had the resources it needed, then it would have been more successful. But as you can see, because the, the network only lasted, barely lasted a year. The, the network launched in November. It was one month short of being a year old, and it couldn't even make that. 
it just was not needed in today's gaming climate where everybody out there, when it comes to getting their gaming news, they're going to go to their favorite YouTube creator. They're going to go uh, talk, look at their favorite streamer. Uh, they're going to watch them play. They're going to ask them play. They're going to watch them talk about games or news that's popping up on the fly in real time. Uh, me, even today with, with Twitter and Facebook and all the social media stuff is all out there. Like you get that stuff more real time uh, with more in-depth thoughts on, on stuff like Twitter uh, than you would get on a video show like, like whatsoever's on G4. And again, this is not a knock on any of the creators there. I'm sure they worked hard, but they, they had the writing on the wall. They had to believe that it was going to be very hard to stand out. Uh, and it kind of gives you the idea too, that look, quality production really doesn't mean anything. Like you could have the most well-produced segments, um, all the, the production backdrops, all the great special effects that you add to your presentation of your shows there. At the end of the day, it, it comes down to the personalities and what people gravitate towards. I mean, that's why for me, I barely ever, I mean, in the old days, I would go get my news through IGN. I would go to GameSpot. Uh, game trailers, uh, when it was around, was a big thing for me uh, back in the day. They also kind of fit the paradigm of what G4 went through at the time where once YouTube got popular, uh, game trailers was was just was became almost nothing at the end. So again, that's how game trailers kind of fell out too. Um, I get my news now mostly from from some uh, content creators I follow. I like watching. Uh, if you guys know this Australian critic, Skillop, he's pretty good. He does a lot of good long form news presentations, like weekly news and gaming, and uh, really well thought out reviews. Uh, I tend to get. A lot of good information from him. Uh, there's another guy who's been rising in the ranks called Mr. Matty Plays. Uh, I kind of get he gets he's more in the news from like uh, the Xbox Bethesda front. He's a big RPG guy, and he also has a great second YouTube channel called Retro Rebound for retro gaming that I appreciate too. So I feel like between those two guys and just a couple other podcasts I listen to uh, from like Last Day Media and DLC and so on. That kind of sums up all the news that I ever really need to get to get me up to date on all things games. I never, I barely ever touch the big sites anymore uh, or the big networks for that stuff because you don't need it. There's so many people who've been doing it so well and so successfully over the last 10 years since the original G4 died that it's like when it came back, sure, people gave it a boost in numbers because they were curious to see what it's about, especially when you're bringing back popular hosts like Adam Sessler and Kevin Pereira uh, into the to the, the fold that, yeah, of course, there people are going to want to check it out and see what's going on. But the reality is it was just a short ride, the short nostalgic ride that was eventually people are going to have to get off. And that, that was unfortunately the reality last night uh, when the uh, the CEO sent that memo out. Uh, now, it sucks, of course, that he, they kind of gave it away the way they did. Uh, the Gerard guy I just mentioned earlier, the completionist, finding out uh, – without a notification himself that he lost his job doing it over the weekend. It obviously is a little, I think it's a little scummy too, because obviously you don't, you're not at work when this stuff happens. So to come into the work, they stay and find out you're gone. Uh, they probably HR and uh, the higher management probably should have handled that a little better than usual, but that's a, that's a separate issue in itself. At the end of the day, this was just something that was eventually going to happen. They just, there was nothing about, the network, the show that was going to make it stand out from any of the hundreds, if not thousands of streamers with their own shows, with YouTubers and their own shows and, and podcasting being as prevalent as it is too. It just was never going to happen. And, and the other thing I heard too, is that, 
you know, they they tried to grow big in the beginning. There, they had like a staff of almost two hundred people. From I think I was I think I forget which one of the sources I read. I think it was a Kotaku article, but they tried to grow way too big, and you know, to, to and they really did try to rely on the name G four enough to think that that was going to sustain them, and that's why they thought they had to hire big, I guess, to get them get this rolling off the fold. But it turned out it just wasn't that it just didn't work out in the end. It just wasn't going to work, and it's a shame. And again, I wish all the best for everyone there who got let go. I hope you guys get back on your feet soon. But you know, this was just um, this was just going to happen, and it's just the reality of the landscape of gaming media where it needs to go, where it needs to be. It's an example. It's the same situation. If you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, there was another gaming network that was trying to capitalize this called Venn. Uh, that launched in 2020. Now, obviously, some of their problems were exacerbated by the problem that the, you know, we were in the height of the COVID-19 pandemic too, so they couldn't really do much in person at the time. But uh, the reality is, they, you, there was a lot of mismanagement at the top of this here, and they they also were shortly out of the picture too. I don't think they even lasted a year or two. So really, they could have learned a lot from Ven in this situation. But alas, that's what it came to be at the end of the day. It was just too too high production, too much banking on the, the nostalgia of the name of G4 um, and trying to stand out in a crowd that is just way more difficult to stand out than where the original G4 used to be in the early 2000s. It just was never going to work out. And that's pretty much it. I will safe to say that this is probably the last of the name G4 you are ever going to hear ever again. That's a darn shame, but it is what it is. So let me know you guys your comments and thoughts about this here. Uh, is there anything you uh, thought about this that I may have missed? Do you disagree with anything here? Uh, please go ahead and talk about it on the air here. You can leave your comments on this channel here. Leave a message. We can play them on the next show that we do. And that's all I got for you guys this week on Video Game Fury. Thank you again for your time. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I will see you guys next time for another edition of Video Game Fury. See ya.